It's time for Who Watch, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. It's Bayana, Connie, and Robin coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Today we're discussing Episode 5 of Doctor Who Season 11, The Saranga Conundrum. In this episode, the Doctor is sometimes joking, but not right now. Yaz is a football legend, and Ryan has an epiphany. So we start this this episode off in the future. Um, And this is like proper future, and we know... Sideways future. Yeah, we know for a fact that we are in the future. Um, We're in the 67th century. Yeah, It's it's rough in the middle, but it turns around in the end. (laughs) Which hopefully Um, (laughs) matches our century, honestly. Oh, God, awkward. (laughs) So so the doctor and and, and her friends are in a junk. Yeah, her fam, her squad, her gang. Um... (laughs) They're in a junk galaxy, and they're, like, searching for parts, I think. It's not, I can't. It's not really clear, but I yeah, feel like it's, it's like, not. you know, when you're looking for treasure on the beach or something. Like, you're, they're just looking yeah. for anything cool. And I guess they all I pick up stuff they're and they're like, Doctor. I don't anything cool. I think they're looking for something particular because um, Ram says like, it's, like, a needle in the, in the haystack, and she says that, like, maybe they're on the wrong junk planet. Yeah. I think they're looking for a few, like, spare parts for the TARDIS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing that, but then Graham finds a sonic mine. It's his of fault. Of course he which does. Which to me was, like, which of course he does, and then, you know, the doctor promptly apologizes, but, like, I guess she did take them there and didn't say, like, hey, there might be, like, things sonic like mines. Here. Luckily, sonic mines are not fatal, Though they are definitely, like, you know, they will injure you. So they, the mine explodes, and then they end up on this ambulance ship called the Saranga, I believe. And um, I was like, I say I believe, but, like, I, never mind. It's I know. Um, what's it what's, it's literally called the Saranga. And, and so then they, they end up on the ambulance without their TARDIS. So that's kind of like how we open it. I need Which is like stop. the TARDIS keeps doing <laughs> Irish goodbyes. Just like <laughs> peacing out. What's yeah. going on? I mean, on? they peaced out this time. But still, I'm going to need the TARDIS and the Doctor to stop, you know. They need to be on the same page. I need it. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. I need but then know. I also feel like thinking about it, because this is like the quintessential like ensemble. We're stuck on a thing. We don't have. It's a bottle like, episode. They always. Not, he, they episode. always get. Yeah, they always get rid of the TARDIS. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's they can never get back to the TARDIS, and that's how they're stuck. So, like, in terms of the kind of episode it was, it made sense. It's more just because we just got the TARDIS back, which is kind of how the Doctor is feeling. <laughs> She's like, yeah. just got it back, and now I don't have it anymore. So that's why it's a little bit, like, okay. But yeah. for the purposes of the plot and whatever, it makes sense, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think they mentioned, they mentioned off-camera adventures, which is cool, because then we see... Like the time has passed, and also they've been with each other mm-hmm. longer, which I think is 
necessary to move it along. So at this point, they, I mean, okay, it's. I'm gonna say this, and like, I don't know that I fully like this part of it, but like, it also allows them to move a little bit more further in the like grief process. Yeah, for sure. Because so far it's been like back to back stuff and it's been like Grace just died. Whereas like now there is some space in between that where they could have done more work and so then the show doesn't have to do as much work. But you know, shouldn't have to do that work in the first place, but that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I, I, I think overall I generally liked this episode. I don't want to say they've always done well with these kind of episodes, but they're it's one of their most consistent kinds of episodes, I think. Sure, because like on our agenda, you've listed a bunch of episodes that are similar to this one, and I don't like any of them except for Silence in the Library. So it's four really? again. Then I think it's mostly because of River. I mean, it's a good episode, but I don't like Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit. I don't like Forty Two. I don't like the Rebel Flesh. Like I can't even see that episode. Like it's so dark. I can't see anything happening. The or the yeah. all those people under the lake and before the flood. Is that season? I, nine? Like I forgot that about that episode. Oh, that's season nine. This season and that's nine the one the that, where the TARDIS is like the time turner. Yeah. So I love that one because it's like they oh, have the it's ghosts. like internal time travel. Like that's like more. It's more of a closed loop. It's more. It, it really is like Prisoner of Azkaban to me. Is it a ghost can't be seen. or is it? He's part of the ship, isn't he, or something? It's like it's it's like a. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't remember exactly. But it is ghosts. But I think it's like a. Um, it's a time thing. They're mm. like in different. Yeah, I can't. I haven't seen it in a minute, so I just can't remember. I do remember but it's liking like it's it. The submarine kind of episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. they're like under the water and yeah. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean that one was fine, <laughs> but like I mean, comparatively, I, I can't remember. I can't remember forty two. I love Silence in the Light, Forest of the Dead, and honestly, that's the only one I would say like of the ones that I listed. Like that's the only one that I yeah. would like. But so immediately go off like right now, right? So that's yeah. what I'm saying in terms of like this one. I agree that you're right that it is like those other episodes, but this one I actually liked it as opposed to like I I rewatched this one. And was just like, okay, yeah. And it has, like, you know, great quotables and stuff, so. What you said, Connie, about, like, you can't even see, um... <laughs> I can't! Rebel so Flesh. I it's like this really am enjoying the fact that I can see what's happening. Yes! Um, because yeah. the reason why last season was a slog, I couldn't see. I couldn't discern what was going on, who was where. It was too dark. Um, and again, I have vision problems, y'all. Like, yeah. I, well, I think that also this this episode reminded me a lot of like it didn't like but it did because it's the last time we were on a spaceship in the same way. So like of oxygen and how that one was like, like how Moffat was like explicitly trying to use a lot of horror tropes for that um, episode. And I think that this episode had a lot of horror tropes, but like the color palette, it was brighter. Like it wasn't. So it was still scary. And you're still like, what is that in the walls? But like you can see. And so yeah. it's a lot easier to be like, okay, yeah. like at least to chill. You know what I mean? It's a the lot easier. Like, I could have watched that lights off. Would have been so, like ten times, but they would have been ten times. It would have been the same episode, but the lights but would have been ten times darker so if Moffat was in charge because it was what we want you to be scared to see what right. where the creatures coming from. Okay, but the creatures inside the ship, like the walls right. of the ship and the bowels, that like you don't need the, the walkways to be dark. <laughs> right. So yes. And I mean, there are so many moments where like people were splitting up and that made me nervous. But then I was also like, I kind of feel like I was just, you know, because of the color, because I could see, I was like, it's probably fine because they can see too. And so right. they're prepared. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, 
important. You know, like it, it, yeah, it, it makes a big difference, I think. Yeah. So one thing is that we did meet a lot of new characters on this. And this is something that, again, Graham is fine. He's a, he's a symptom of a larger issue or whatever, <laughs> illness. But because there are four people on the TARDIS, when we get to a place where there's five more people, six more people, yeah. like there's a lot of people. Yeah. And I felt like there was, you know, we're trying to get to learn about like the, you know, Yaz and Ryan and Graham and the doctor. But then also we need to like, what's up with Eve Cicero? Like, what is her illness? What's going on with her? What's up with Astis and the brother? And like, there's a lot more people and we're trying to figure out who they are and what role they play. And so mm-hmm. I will say that that was one thing that kind of started, like, I, I didn't love about this episode. And I starting to see, even with, like, last week's Arrakens in the UK, it's like when we in, we're introduced to a group of people on planet or wherever they are and just in this for the service of the story, I get a little overwhelmed by new characters and, like, keeping track of mm-hmm. whose story is important. And- I think this week did it better than last week because, you know, we meet Yaz's family, but we don't spend that much time with them. We, like, meet her mm-hmm. mom and we kind of understand who her mom is in relation to her well, I guess I would say I understand who her mom is, but not really her mom in relation to Yaz. Like, I didn't really get a, a strong, solid sense of their relationship. Um, yeah. And then, you know, there's, I don't remember the doctor's name, uh, who was, like, trying to help her friend. And, you know, there's yeah. uh, Mr. Big. And I think, you know, I you keep track of him because of the Trumpiness, but also the... He's Chris Knopf. Yeah, like he's an American actor <laughs> yeah. that like I did never even watch Sex in the City, but I still know who he is. So, um, I, but I still feel like this week I had more of a sense of who these people were. I also feel like that might have been a detriment, though, because I feel yeah. like this episode, while it was good, I think that it came too soon because mm-hmm. we still don't know who some of these characters. Are. I feel like last week yeah. when we had like the ensemble cast or whatever, like they were very much there to do specific things and so and didn't necessarily have like their own storyline you know what i mean like yeah. they were just right. there we to do a to thing whereas like this who, time yeah right like this time it was like we have to figure out who you cicero is and what's going on with her we have to like mobbly or as having a this having her own issues and then yoss with his you know his baby and all of these things and then we don't have enough time to focus on our actual companions, one of whom we don't really know very much about. And so it felt like oftentimes in this episode, we we're focusing on people that we didn't really need to know. And yeah. so it just felt like there are certain moments where I was like, okay, but like we could be talking to Yaz right now. We could be yeah, doing more things. Yeah, the episode spends a long time without, before we even get to Yaz and Ryan. Right. Like we don't really, really see them yeah. very much. Um, although I do want to make the reference the point of you know there's this whole cast of characters and the doctor makes a poirot reference so it is i think it is very yeah. purposefully christian you know what i don't know what the verb for an agatha christie story is but i think there's a mystery you know like there's a mystery involved we have to suss out you know there are all these they're not suspects because they're not really attached to the mystery in that way, but there's still like a cast of characters that we have to get to know, but also this mysterious dangerous thing that we have to figure out. So I think it is calling upon like, you know, mystery novel tropes in terms of the amount of characters and trying to understand each of their motivations to figure out who's involved. But because it wasn't a mystery in that same way, it didn't succeed in making the reference, I guess. 
I think that was a great funny line, but I took it as like, oh, we got a lot of people in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, <laughs> so I'm like, not trying to like actually happening. say it was like a pro row episode. Just like that made me think of like, this episode is very yeah. much like those kinds of stories, but mm-hmm. they didn't, it's not that kind of story, which is where I kind of wish it had gone. Yeah. And I think my biggest problem is not, it's not, it's none of the characters' faults. Like I really did enjoy like, everyone um this episode but like Bayana is saying like we're getting to know them and we're learning like their motivations and where it takes screen time away from learning the uh, learning more about the companions and we're halfway through the season now mm-hmm. um and I don't have a good sense of all of the companions and what that overall storyline is and it's not a knock on this particular episode just a knock on like how they the season Again, it's Graham's fault. There shouldn't be, like, two companions is great. Three companions is too many. Um, I was going to say, like, I think that part of the problem, too, is that, like, we're trying to, like, I think that it would take, it's still going to take time. So, like, even if they had focused more on the companions in this episode, I still think it would take more time to get to know them. But I think that, like, so because obviously we've mostly just had to get to know one at a time. And then, like, by the time the new, like, even with Rory, like, we met him in the first episode. By the time he was actually on the TARDIS, we more or less had a nice, had a sense of who Amy was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, definitely. like, River came on off and on. And so, you know, we... Same with... Even same with, like, Captain Jack. Um, yeah. By the time even, Jack like, Rose came, and Mickey. I mean, yeah, yeah. And Mickey. And Mickey, um, when we got to, like... We met Mickey, but when we got to, like, know him more, we already knew Rose. Um, we yeah, knew the doctor. Staggering the yeah, Staggering that, that... Those introductions. And then... When we get to the point where we have, we're going off on like these planets and we're meeting these characters who exist, we know the companions. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so it's more about how the companions interact with like new people yeah. who we like, kind of and understand like what their reactions are going to be and what they're, you know. Yeah, it's off. less Graham and Ryan. I feel like I know who they are and like. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yes. And I think part of the reason why it's so um i don't know concerning is not the right word but it's it's up there um it's so disappointing is because it felt like the first three episodes were about ryan and the next three were going to be about yaz and this one was very much not about yaz at all like she has the least Mm -hmm. time in this episode and so and then it's not even like it's not even like it replaces it's she's replaced with ram graham or ryan like neither of them really gets any additional like ryan gets a lot more additional character development and so it's just like so it's like episode eight like i just want to know like are they gonna make up for this or right like how or are we gonna it? when are we gonna learn more about yaz and obviously next week is gonna be a very big one and sort of bigger than even rosa like ryan's black so like rosa was his episode but like right. it's not like he had a, a personal connection to the people in the story in that same way as yaz is gonna have next week but yeah i feel like we all all of what we are saying is that we didn't learn enough about Yaz this week and we really wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and so and all I was the characters took away from that. But I think yeah. it's, also, it's becoming like a glaring thing. Like even cause Yaz is kind of Ryan's sounding board um, when we learn more about Ryan and like his reckoning with his father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, and, and I really liked that scene, but the second time when I rewatched it, I was like, I really want to get this scene 
for Yaz. Yeah, it was definitely uh, like as I was watching it, very much like this is great for Ryan. Like it was like a it was like yeah. a like two oh, like half of my brain. brain. Yeah, yeah, it was like at the like on one on the one side, I was like, this is really great for Ryan's character development, and I love that we're getting so much character development for him. But then I was also like, okay, but what else is happening with? Yeah, it's like, is there something that she could, because there's that one um, in Rosa where they have that conversation about dealing with racism in the present. It was very much a, like, they were both bringing in themselves into that conversation, whereas this this conversation was much more one-sided. It was, yeah. It was, yeah, it's very much trying to figure out and learn more about Ryan, which I think makes sense, but then, like, we yeah. don't. Get any moment where Yaz has an epiphany about her family or where she has any kind of situation. Or like we even know that Graham watches Call of the Midwife. Call of the Midwife. What is what does Yaz watch? Like maybe she watches soccer, I guess. Like but you know, like those the little details whatever. Uh, (laughs) those little details are given more to Ryan and like we know what kind of music Ryan listens to. We know what kind of music Graham listens to. I don't know what kind of music Yaz listens to. You know, like mm-hmm. those little details that are sprinkled in, not even just the big things, like the sprinkle in moments. We haven't really gotten a lot of that with Yaz either. So hopefully next week gives us more. And then maybe after that launching point, we'll get more of her story. And All that right, was but- that was my thing because I was thinking like, OK, so with Ryan, he like we got him in like the first two episodes. And I, and I want to say that, like, honestly, episode two wasn't specifically about him. He just has naturally become the main person who gets like a through yeah. like he has a very clear character arc I think mm-hmm. whereas like and so part of me is like well after next episode perhaps Yaz like will then be able to bring more of herself into the season but at yeah. that point there's only three four more episodes left so then it's not yeah. even but yeah so I just it real like everybody like y'all have been saying like Graham just needs I can just find so many reasons for Graham to not be <laughs> what I enjoyed about, you know, sort of meeting our cast of characters is the doctor. It's sort of the first time, not the first, well, it's one of the first times and the only times this season so far as 13 that she's like properly introduced herself because mm-hmm. she's either talking to people who like are humans and wouldn't know who she is or like in Rosa, she didn't really introduce herself to the, to the, to Crasco. So, or, you know, like, I think this, I forget what happened with the Stenza, but like, well, she didn't know who she was for the whole episode. So it's yeah. one of the first times we've gotten like a character who she introduces herself and they're like, I've heard of you. So I enjoyed yeah. that like book of celebrants scene because it's sort of a callback to, you know, she is still trying to keep a low profile, but was just like, okay, but I have to come back and let you know that it was an entire volume and not just right. a chat. Like, I just need you to know. Okay? Yeah. It was, I'm a pretty big deal. Just, I'm a big deal. Well, well the doctor is a big deal if, if I were the doctor, but it's just a com- like, it's just a common name. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. whoever that person is, very big deal. Um, and the fact that they've heard of her too, because it, like yes. homegirl was like, I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Eve was like, um, you're in there too. And then uh, Astos was like, are you serious? Like you really, you're the doctor. Um, but like, at least having had heard that name, even if they had never had an interaction with her at all. Yeah. I actually read that as like, he just didn't believe she was a doctor. <laughs> oh, see, and I read it as like, he knows the doctor is. Yeah. They're on a, like, they're on a hospital ship and he's like, you? I feel that. <laughs> it could go either I, way. It could go either yeah. way. Yeah. The other thing about Yaz that I think is important is that we were talking um, in previous episodes, I think maybe last episode too, or was it on the Slack? Whatever, we're talking about 
the parallels of Yaz and Martha and how we were, I, I had said that I feel like it's Doctor Who's chance to, like, do Martha's story justice and, like, do it right. And yet. <laughs> and now we're in episode five and I'm like, or. Uh, <laughs> or not. Like, like they're going down the same say, path. <laughs> I will say, though, that, like, so the moment where um, they were, the doctor is like, Yaz, you're going to guard the antimatter drive with the, like, clone robot dude. Yeah. Um, which just seems like a terrible idea. Like, come on. But. The like the moment where she's like, "You're gonna do this. You're gonna take the stun gun, whatever." Um, was very much playing to Yaz's strengths. And like, while we didn't get yes. character development from her, I do think like character she's the cop. She sure. has that. Yeah, we have the consistency. Like she has that training. And then it remind because we had been talking about her and Martha together. It remind I was like, "Is she going to join Unit?" Ooh. Because I think that that would be really clutch for her like once you know she needs to be fully developed and needs to like have that but in my head like watching it it very much felt like this is her this is her jam this is why she's here this is like her kind of skill set and then being able to translate that to like extraterrestrial no way she's going back to become to being a beast so just being a no that's not gonna gonna hate it but also she's gonna be so much like more advanced and like they're not gonna push advance her at the speed that she wants. So mm-hmm. I feel like that actually would be a great um, way to move her story forward is to like, be like, listen, you want to be a cop. These are alien cops. <laughs> yeah. These are basic, this is basically what they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be great. I could do yeah. it. I think it, I think it like is, I mean, you know, they could obviously do other things, but it feels like at this moment, like the logical next step if that makes sense yeah and once then, they like actually flesh out who she is as a person it still mm-hmm. just feels like the right move and then in terms of like annoying gender stuff um i do enjoy that yaz gets to be the one protecting the antimatter drive and the boys have to go off and birth a baby that yeah. Was a yeah. Great reversal um yeah so i feel like i appreciate that especially with regard to yaz and so she's you know allowed to go off on her own she's allowed to do the thing herself and be sort of get delegated this task um by the doctor because the doctor's like i know you can do this like i have no concerns about you doing this Mm -hmm. um with regard to the doctor in this episode so she loses the tardis and like starts to freak out as we were saying but the medical doctor on the syringa has to like check her because yeah she's going a little I don't know I feel like she's going a little too hard I I she is in fact going a little too hard but I also don't want to say that because I'm like yes we need to get back to the like I was with her I was just like yeah we need to get back to the TARDIS turn the ship around we can't lose that again we just got it back Um, yeah so I totally understood where the doctor was coming from but I liked that he was just like okay but this is a, a, a ship of sick people who need to go to this hospital in the other direction I cannot like what what do you want me to do like I can't just like do this for you um so I like that the doctor's selfishness you know like the doctor so far has been very kind and considerate and says thank you and I'm sorry much more often um and so I do appreciate that the same you know kind of god complex thing that mm-hmm. has been more freak more prevalent in like previous doctors um is still there she just is checking it more frequently and then 
you know, in this right. moment of desperation, she's just like, no, 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 get me back to where I need to go because I am who I am. And then it's just like, oh, no, you're right. I, I, also, I also liked it because it was a moment of like seeing her panic, but still being very like competent. Like she's like, OK, we do this. We do this. Do we do this? And he is like, hey, and it's kind of like the slap, like it's like slapping her back into like reality. Yeah. Um, but like that is the doctor's form of panic like that's what her panic looks like it's still very it's very it's very much like there's an issue i need to solve it now it just so happens in this moment the like she is very like one track minded so doesn't think about everything yeah yeah um but then i saw this comment i think it was on tv tropes because i was just like scrolling avoiding other work i was supposed to be doing and um as you as you do but i saw a comment that was like oh this was refreshing to see because for people who found the doctor's um recent you know kindness grating and i was like well dang like i enjoyed the moment and now you done ruined it because i don't want it no more (laughs) why why do we have to i don't know just like why does she have to be an asshole or right Right, like, why, did this, why is that why a good thing? Why does the doctor have to step over people or take over every situation and not, you know, like, yeah, she's a traveler, and so that means that she, you know, has deference to other cultures, and we have seen that in previous doctors. Right. But, yeah, it just, uh, that bothers me. The specific me. quote yeah. is, for people who found 13's repeated instance that she just wants to help people tiring, seeing her have a moment of selfishness where she wants to get back to the Tartars is a nice change for the people who found the over-earnest behavior grating. And I just wanted to, like, slap whoever wrote that, because that's yeah, not a bad... Like, the, also, that's literally who the doctor is. Always. She's just saying it more explicitly. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how many times has the doctor said, I'm the doctor, I save people? Literally like, every, right. every season. Like, what? <laughs> and so I, I just, I, <laughs> you know, we're in this Tarbis bubble of, like, not only black people watching this show and so, um, you know, actually getting to hear those kind, those fans, fans like us, talk about this show, but also we're in a bubble of, like, people who've been enjoying the season, and so it's just, I don't know, it's just baffling to me to hear that, like, like I love this season partly because the Doctor is so earnest and, like, kind and, you know, it's partially because it's me, Hufflepuff Prime, and, but, mm-hmm. like, it's just baffling to me to hear people that this is a reason why people are like annoyed with this season. Niceness is, is annoying. Apparently. It says so much about like our current state <laughs> of the world. Yeah. Which, I mean, because niceness is annoying. Apparently. And not even niceness, just manners. Over earnest behavior grating. Well, you're grating whoever wrote that. <laughs> Your face is grating. <laughs> so I just yeah. wanted to like remind ourselves that like there are people in the world who um, are not enjoying the doctor's behavior while we continue oh, wow. to flail over how great it is. And like they I mean, did bring you know, it back because it is consistent character development. But like the doctor also all iterations, especially in New Who, because that's my you know framework is just like the doctor does this like. The doctor is nice. For those of for yeah. those people who who are upset that she's nice, you know, it sucks us up. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, Astos, Astos, mm-hmm. boy, if you don't listen to this woman telling you not to do the thing, 
when dude said rookie mistake, I was like, did you but like she that, literally like, multiple told times you what to do? The rookie mistake was not her. listening. Why the hell did you get into the damn like thing? who told you to get in there? Not the Nobody. doctor. Literally no one told like, you to do that. I don't know. It just was like, is it because she's a woman? Is it just because you don't know her? Like, I don't I can't imagine a male doctor saying don't do the thing and him not being like, oh, maybe you're like at least considering it. You know, like I tried to imagine like 10 or 11 telling him like and he's just he had such um, I feel like he was really nice and he was really great to Mobley. And, like, mm-hmm. in sort of, like, reassuring her. And so it was, like, it was weird to me to see, like, he seemed really kind and really supportive, especially of this, like, young woman who's, like, under his care and, like, under his um, instruction or whatever. And then for him to just, like, completely disregard 13's instructions when she clearly knew what she was doing, like she nearly hacked into your entire computer system and you're just like, well, I'm going to just like look in here and check. Oh, you're telling me no. Let me just, I'm, I'm just going to check though. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to check. Yeah, but I, do, I do think though, it is, it is strange to have someone who you're taking care of pop up and start bossing you around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. And um, that's why I did feel weird, weird about it too, is because he, he's had such a good front in terms of being like, you're my patient, I need to take care of you, so that's why I'm in charge. But then she was just like, no, don't do the thing, and he did the thing, and I, I felt like it was, those are two separate motivations. Yeah. It's not really the right word, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it felt very different. Like, his insistence on her being in her place as a patient felt right, but then he ignored her, and that felt wrong. Like, that felt different. Like, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain it, but I, I agree with what you're saying. But then when they had decided to team up on a level ground, he then decided he was still higher than her. And I felt like they had come to a an equality understanding. Yeah. I think it's just one of the things that I've always noticed about Doctor Who, and it's something that you take for granted, as that's how the show, it's the only way the show works, right? But this person shows up in your domain and starts telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, but... Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> One, two, like you just got here. <laughs> like, like you didn't I didn't even know what place. entry it was. Mm-hmm. You asked yeah. me earlier what like, entry is it. So you might be mad, or you are mad. You're a mad person with the box, and I'm supposed to listen. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so I always have a bit of a soft spot for people that don't listen to the doctor right away. But yes. And then he had it's no still, chances. <laughs> right. It was just one of those moments where, like, it's one of those <laughs> moments, too, where, like, and this is just kind of all television or, like, television or, you know, these kind of genres or, you know, drama or whatever, where you just know that this character is about to make a dumb decision and then they do and you're just like, okay, you played yourself. Yeah. It's just and like, you, conundrum. yeah, it's just like, I didn't have to, you didn't have to do that, bro. Yeah. Who told you to tell Cersei? (laughs) (laughs) We don't even have a Doctor Who, I mean, a Game of Thrones podcast. Who told him to tell Cersei his entire plan? When she will find a way to yell at Ned in all of our podcasts. Absolutely. Fair. And he Uh, deserved it. Um, (laughs) So, Homeboy dies because... um, a creature was so eating at the... his secret plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, homeboy on 
the spaceship died because the uh, escape pod jettisoned because a creature was nibbling at the circuitry of the of the ship. Listen, so I don't care. I don't pating. care. I don't care. They could do everything they did, <laughs> laying out how terrible the pating are, how like they just they show up and it means instant death. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Them shits were cute as hell. They were adorable. <laughs> adorable. They were and like how- vicious adipose. Right? Yeah. They were the adipose. Yes. That- Someone said stitch, hairless stitch, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I- don't, don't so- design the monster to be that adorable and then expect me to be happy that you kicked it and put it and threw it out the air. Like, no. I want to be good in the it's yeah, fine. I mean, what's funny? And even when he like was growling, I was like, "You're just the cutest." He's just little cheek. He was literally like, "Like, I was watching it, and I was like, Luna, is that you? Adorable, but <laughs> fucking shit up, like, but still adorable." That is yeah. very much your dog. You but I think that also helps ting. with the um, with the like making it not a scary factor, mm-hmm. right? Was, like, he's clearly doing some like fucked up shit and like needs to be stopped. But like, I'm not terrified. Like now that I see him. Like, y'all are obviously, at this point, I'm like, y'all gonna save it. Somebody might die, but, like, he's not gonna kill you because he doesn't even eat humans. So, like, it's not gonna be on his hands. So, let's... <laughs> but I also felt like they were doing a lot to be, like, you should, you know, avoid this creature at all costs, and the only yeah. way to survive it is to just destroy, run. like, run and destroy the self-destructive ship. And I was just like, but how could you do that when you look at his face, his little face? But also, I can't, I can't, every single oh, time that's see how he looked when he ate that bomb. No, but like. Like he no. got himself a good bone. There's and he needed the <laughs> belly rub. You just wanted to rub his belly. Don't tell me you didn't want to rub his belly. <laughs> but there's a scene where it um, like pulls up some pipes and like goes deeper into the ship. And I'm like, yes. oh, little pating butt. <laughs> I know. It's little yeah. butt. It looked like a little baby butt. It was just I don't care. A little I don't care. I don't want the tink everywhere. I don't. I want all of them. Because they, they, they. That's how they get you. See, I'm team adipose because, but I feel like I would actually love if the pating were like evolved from the adipose, like they're part of the same like Species. genetic ev- yeah. evolutionary family or something where it's just like, oh, this is what happens when the, the, the adipose have gone into space and, you know, several de- centuries into the future, they've evolved into this creature that eats anything. That would yeah. be great. They are made from fat, so, you know. Yeah. You know, I just so cute. <laughs> they were very so cute. cute. They um, were. This week, we also the companions get to you know experience 67th century culture. So we meet Yas, who is a pregnant man, and I just mm-hmm. am imagining all the like very traditional fanboys of the show um, watching this. Despite shit. despite all of the PC stuff that they're already yelling about, but they're still watching the show. And then mm-hmm. episode five, we're five in y'all and they're still watching. I'm sure episode five came up and they're like, now this PC male pregnancy crap. And then you go, you how is male pregnancy though. PC? I don't know. It just feels That's like, what they you know, would call it. That, yeah. Like now that <laughs> men, you mm-hmm. know, men, women are trying Jeez. to subjugate men and make them feminine or something. I'm sure. Yeah. There's yeah. It was it was interesting to me because I I appreciated them learning about other cultures and customs and I appreciate and I think that like 
first of all, every time Ryan heard some new alien shit, he was like, his face, it just made me so, he was always, every time somebody said something like hella out of left field, he'd just be like, what? Like, why are you looking at me? Um, but I will say that, like, what was interesting, and I, and it just feels like a thing that a lot of, like, cishet white people do, <laughs> is when they write things like, oh, a dude can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like a, like a gotcha or like aha but you didn't think this was gonna happen but then also even in doing that and trying to be subversive like in quotes for because y'all can't see me like even trying to be subversive they still have like a very binary way of viewing gender it was so binary and I was a like, boy, oh, my man, a man it, gets pregnant with a boy child a boy, a girl yeah gets women with a girl child and i'm like what what about what's happening in, this, in the problem in I but I was reading this thing Stop about saying. gender essentialism is a problem in the UK that goes beyond like the liberal I I I, I can find this and share it again because I it was more in terms of uh, JK Rowling's fuckery. But the way that it was played for laughs as well. Like, I always enjoy when we see some weird alien thing and the aliens are like, What what's it? like yeah duh. Like, of course it's a boy. I'm a boy. I always enjoy that, like, kind of taking, like, what you take, taking normal for granted or what is normal, but it was very much, like, my mind immediately went to, but what if it's gender? (laughs) Like, what if the kid is not, like, a a boy or a girl? What if they decide or find out later that they're not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that part was easier for me to handle because it's more about a gender thing and not a biological sex thing. But there are many instances of babies being born with both sex like organs. And you know, like that, the whole plot of orphan black guys. Right. I will, I will say too that like, so like, it's also not to say that there wouldn't be other cultures and customs that, have binary gender in an alien dynamic not a human person yeah but i think that like but i think that it kind of shows how just like how far and really like how short their kind of imagination go and imaginings go when it comes to like different kinds of gender roles and binaries and whatever i also think that it reminded me like because when it first happened i was like this could maybe work but like seems like a little bit like "Mm, okay like i was i was my notes were very much like i like we'll see is this gonna be a problem especially thinking about for me it was mostly thinking about how like the companions were gonna react at first and then Mm -hmm. I was like really what it reminded me of is it it, it, to me it felt the same as the blue person calling Bill racist Mm. so it was a very much like yeah in the future or like in other places in space we are we have different modes but it was like the point the part where the part where um where Ryan is like like I couldn't make a person you know what i mean like i couldn't have a baby and then he's like or they say oh the um yeah it was something like that where homeboy shuddered and he was like i can't imagine and it was like (laughs) but 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 even just that was very much like oh i can't believe y'all have that thing and it's supposed to be played for last but also like y'all have a mad like but like your binary is very so like it's not that much different so it just felt yeah like there could have it could have been it's like y'all ain't that radical <laughs> yeah they yeah. were yeah. trying but you yeah. tell they were trying they were kind of like ooh patting ourselves on the back look what we did but it didn't really do much mm-hmm. I guess which also feels like a lot of times they patted themselves on the back so. <laughs> that's like part of like Doctor Who at this point 
Yeah. How many ways can we pat ourselves on the back in one episode? <laughs> I will say the thing with Yoss, the other thing with Yoss being pregnant was the idea of, I think, Connie, you said this, like, the, the flipping of the gender roles where Yaz goes off to help, like, stop the pating, mm-hmm. and then Ryan and Graham go help deliver the baby. And there were a lot of times in which I thought it was, like, pl- done really well and, like, played for laughs, in a, but played for laughs in a way that was just, like, but if you were a woman, that's just it's what it is. expected to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like, I think, but I think that they did try that from Yas's perspective, but he's not our perspective. So, like, Yas is just like, obviously, you guys are going to come with me. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I need my bros here for my, for my birth. But from our character's point of view, it was played for laughs and was just like, why would we do that? That's dumb. Oh, I guess we all about to go do this. So I feel I like- mean, but I also think that, like, if somebody just popped up to you and was like, you're going to help birth my baby, you'd be like, <laughs> regardless of gender. Why? Who? In what? Why? Me? <laughs> yeah. to me? Ryan's like, I'm sorry. Said, you said, do what? He said, I don't. And so, like, I, I do want to also say about Yas, and this is, like, partly brought up because we were talking a lot about pregnancy, like, this week, um, and, like, how much it costs, specifically. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. dude, his whole gestational period is a week. Woo! So he got, and right. he got accidentally right, pregnant. Like, this like, was not a plan. That wasn't planned. And then he has a week to prepare for that nope. shit. Like, nope. no thank you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, not at all. And we were talking, we were sort of talking about that um, in our Slack. We were talking about... Uh, Accidental sh- pregnancy. We were ta- well, we were talking about the cost of pregnancy and how crazy that is. And then it kind of went into, like, people who didn't realize they were pregnant until, like, six, seven months in. And how, like... Or until the, the baby came. Or until the baby was like, hey, I'm here. And so I find that it's just, like... That's at least you got a month, maybe, maybe it happened the day of, but like a lot of the conversation we were having was like, all right, you got like a, a week in advance. This homeboy was just on a vacation trying to live his best life and was just like, oh, by the way, next week you're going to be a whole and, father. I mean, but he didn't wrap that up. That's why so. I like contraception and like, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, they didn't have no alien condoms. <laughs> But he, he like knew, you, you mean, go learn, you know what I mean? Like wrap it up. If you can't handle the possibility of a bit, like he knew. I wonder. You know. I, I mean, we, what the we, what the you know they never make it clear. I, it seems like they have a, some sort of binary system. So like, and they might never make it clear if it's another man or another or if it's a woman. But like, how how which how do you decide which body becomes pregnant? Is <laughs> just a question that we don't have to delve into answers yeah but just a question that i had of like you know it seems like both genders can have babies so whoever he you know had sex with how did it It seems like they also had an equal chance of becoming pregnant in which case like why isn't contraception more like widely widely used (laughs) yeah if everyone can get pregnant then yeah also it felt very much like I feel like we've had, like, pregnant characters and stuff before on the show, but, like, the fact that he was talking about, like, at a dalliance while I was on vacation, I don't know, it felt, like, a little further than who usually goes with discussions of, of sex. True. I mean, like, Amy and Rory were married, so, yeah. yeah. Kept Jack and his, like, innuendos and, like, those That's kinds true. of yeah. things, but... Yeah, so it's been... It's been a while. Exactly, it's been so long since that. So it's interesting that it's, you know, maybe Moffat has more... Moffat loves the Victorian era, so he has very 
responsibility. Yeah. You know that. Exactly. I think the other thing and the final thing about Yas in terms of just like cultural criticism or commentary was the idea of like the names. Like he's like, <laughs> because of you, I'm going to name my baby Avocado. It's like, why would and you I name was it Ryan like, Graham? It would be a laughing yeah. stock. <laughs> I was also like, Avocado is kind of a fire name. It's a thing that I love. Like, you know, Amani, as he's listening, is typing. <laughs> typing seriously, I, mean, I know. Oh, well. But. We didn't tell I you mean, to name your kid Avocado. We're just saying it's a fire name. That's it. It's a fire. Like, you know, you want to, like, give the bring the child into the world with love. And I can't think of a better. Avocado like, pear. Yeah. Named after, after humanity's greatest hero. So someone tell that yeah. story. Thanks. I know. I really want to know. I love how Ryan and Graham, like, only being in the 21st century are sure that that's not someone's name in the future. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's like that's like not they're real. like no, those are fruit. It's like you don't, you never heard of. They're like more than I was gonna say. There's at least one apple. <laughs> like, let's not act like this yeah. isn't a thing. Um, Pete Wentz's kid is named Bronx Mobley. <laughs> I mean, which is also like you can look at a book. lot of celebrity, a lot of celebrity uh, baby names. Kids. Like, and you know, somebody's named Avocado. Somebody, yeah. you know, and they're I mean, Baby Avi. It's, nick- it's nicknameable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is as part of like saving the ship, Yaz has to protect the antimatter core drive engine or drive. Thing. Drive yeah. sounds drive. Right. And it's <laughs> the doctor gets so excited to talk about this and explain it. And it's just like yeah. this is like the iPhone of CERN and it's just like and antimatter moving the universe and I love it conceptually and actually like she just <laughs> is so like happy about physics <laughs> it was very cute and I and I appreciate them and I think that it's also cute that they thought that that entire explanation of what was happening with I antimatter no would idea. make sense I have no because idea because I was like I'm sure there were some physicist Doctor Who fans that were living that were <laughs> I'm like sure. We're all about it. I we are not those fans. No, because I was listening. I was trying to follow, and I got like having to, and I was like, no, it's not happening. I was like, I don't know what she's saying, bro. But she said she loved it. That's all that mattered to me. When Mm -hmm. she said CERN, that was the first time that I was like, oh, this is like a real life thing. (laughs) (laughs) Magical science. I always tune out. Like she starts explaining that, and my my brain goes, magical science. We'll get back to the plot. Right. She went in, and I was like, yo, I mm -mm, I appreciate you. 13 and I love your I was love. like, you could have just said temporal flux and I've been like, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Back in time, yep. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have touched, got you on it. But antimatter sure. and matter and the positrons, I was like, I can't even, I can't do, I don't test me on this, bro. <laughs> I'm can't going to fail the quiz. Just give me the gun and I'll shoot the pating. I got you. Like, don't even, you don't even have to explain this. It's I feel cute. like Yaz actually felt that way. Because yeah, no. I feel like she gets short with the doctor later when it's just like, she's like, uh-huh, I got it. <laughs> Shoot the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, do not go into this explanation about how well, science I think she was like, oh, antimatter, I know about that. And then yeah, the yeah. doctor was like, you know, like, it's literally like whenever like we meet anyone, they're like, I like Harry Potter. I like Doctor Who. And we're like, you like Doctor Who? And then all of a sudden they're like, no. It's like, oh, I thought I did. <laughs> I've watched. I've watched a couple episodes a couple times. Yeah, it's cute. I thought I knew, but uh, I thought I knew. I don't uh, know. But hey, these are things that we love. 
conceptually and, and actually. <laughs> and I don't, and you know, my Hufflepuff heart was just like, you're so adorable. <laughs> um, and then I feel like it's just worth mentioning because we've gotten the stanza a couple of times that there's like a mention of turbulent wor- turbulent worlds and like the 67th century is messy in the middle, but then it turns all right in the end. And so it's like, are they referencing the stanza because they're off like genociding planets out here and causing that's what I yeah universe. but I also because Eve Cicero is like a war he- like she's mm-hmm. a war hero type of person so yeah she could have been battling the stanza yeah um you know we don't know she's come across the pating before but it's unclear if and she cuddled with she it was- and adopted one <laughs> As you would. Nah. The only proper they response. kicked that joint into outer space, and it was just like, I'm good. I'm going to just fly here until I find my next source. But I'm good for a while. I don't need to go attacking things. But that's the thing is that, like, it's adorable, but, like, it's about to go and, like, mess up somebody else's ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're going to be Listen, dead in space. When you go to Yosemite, they tell you to keep your food in the bear cages. Oh like, that's just it. Like, they're not vicious. They just got to eat. That is true. You know it what I mean? It does have to eat. Like, yeah. they just are ruled by their stomach. And I get it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, 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 too. <laughs> and also, though, and, like, they, and they absolutely were not tripping about the humans. Like, the doctor went off yeah. to, like, scan it. And he, like, growled at her, like, well, I'm trying to eat. Like, let me right. mind my business. This reminds me of when right. um, Aminata comes over and Luna's trying to eat and she tried to get all of it. And I'm like, if the if the dog bites you, <laughs> the only time that Luna will ever even think about biting you is when you are up in her face when she's eating her food. Like, leave her alone. Yeah. That's true. I hope they find, I hope this, uh, the Pating finds a, a nice planet full of empty. I really think the cruelest thing about the Pating was that you couldn't touch it. <laughs> it just needs a hug. Yeah. I, yeah. And I just yes. Like if you t- imagine putting it in a baby Bjorn and like walking around with the pating, <laughs> just feeding it like tubes like, and yes, hard like uh, engines and stuff. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first stroll, it's so cute. Oh my god, it was so cute. Um, so let's talk about Ryan. Let's do it. He's the best. He's so cute. I love him. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. That's all. End of show. All right. Moving on. Focus <laughs> on the TARDIS. <laughs> um, but we actually, we learned a lot about Ryan this week, which we weren't expecting because, you know, as we said, we thought this was Yaz's turn. But we do love Ryan, so we love learning things about him. I really enjoyed... Um, at the beginning of the episode, you know, they're, they're stuck in this, like, impossible situation, and they don't know what's going on, but Ryan's like, I pack us every time. And he's, yeah. like, in it. He's like, this is the crew right here. Like, yeah, Graham, like, we I still don't this. really mess with you, but we out here. We out here. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, like, the thing I loved but hated, I always appreciate <laughs> mentions of, like, off-screen hijinks and antics and stuff because it yeah. shows, like, they have been... Like, it's not real time. This is not, like, the fifth hour of their hanging out or whatever, you know? But then I also hate it because I'm like, I want to be there. I want to see everything. But (laughs) they have gone to other planets since then. She's shown them really cool things. Nothing has tried to murder them, so therefore I didn't (laughs) wait an episode. But I really liked that confidence that he's now showing in, like, the squad. And, like, 
like, yeah, we, we've got a, we've got a rhythm going here. And like, it's funny cause we are like talking about how like we're getting a lot of character development for Ryan and not for Yaz. And so I think having them together makes it a little frustrating cause we're not getting it for her. But I do also appreciate that his story didn't just drop off at uh, yes, Rosa. Absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, we haven't, he hasn't talked about his dyspraxia since uh, mm-hmm. the ghost monument. So I think that part is a little like, well, what about, I guess we what haven't about really, that? um, you know, he's just been walking places for the most part. They haven't really put him in a situation where it's going to come up again, but that's part of the thing is that they could, they could. Yeah. It mm-hmm. Just, and it, it, yeah, it just feels like, and I, not to say that it should be like every time, Hey, remember I got dyspraxia, but I think that they could make it a little bit more like, prevalent so, throughout his episodes so throughout his character yeah. yeah but i but i like you know we learn more about his parents um we learn like and as we learn about it it's less of him being like angry about it and more of him kind of coming to an understanding which i think was kind of interesting and i didn't expect but i like yeah this episode is basically ryan's parents like it's a microcosm of his parents because you know we don't know actually we are only just learning what happened to his parents but it mirrors the things that are happening in the episode so like his he reveals that his mom had a heart attack and that he was the one to find her but and then um general eve has a heart attack like her issue is that she has a heart issue and then her his dad you know couldn't take the loss and then like seeing his son look like his mom every day so then he left and was sort of like a deadbeat dad and then we get Yas and his like fears and like wondering if he's going to be a good dad and like determining like oh I want to give up the baby versus keeping it so it's interesting that those two things were paralleled so strongly in the episode I don't know if it was like I can't I don't want to say it was too strong because it was fine I mean, I would also say that, like, I don't, I still don't think of this as a Ryan episode. I think he's the only one who's just gotten consistent character development. Yeah. Um, like, I think they know his character very well. Mm-hmm. And I, but I also, I think I liked about, like, especially after him talking to Yas that first time of him kind of, like, coming to an understanding with his dad without his dad having to be there. Um, and then also without it seeming like he, because I'm not quite sure if there's been forgiveness yet, but I think that, like, or, you know, obviously, like, starting to understand someone doesn't necessarily mean that you, um, that your relationship is fixed and that, like, things are fine, especially because they haven't yet had a conversation um, that we've seen. So I think that, like, him, but him seeing that, and especially, I think also especially for, like, Yoss, it happening to him so quickly. And then Ryan's like, yo, you're making a whole ass human. Like, that's yeah. crazy. And then also realizing, like, oh, I'm the same age that my parents were when they had me which like shit i've been having that all year and being like (laughs) should not be me but like having that and realizing like yo yeah i probably i wouldn't be equipped to do that now and so like understanding how big of a change that is and how like big of a deal it is to have a child but then also not letting his pops off the hook because he did have a kid right like that was a thing that he did Um, (laughs) it was a choice and you know he could also be doing better regardless. And it's not like he was around until his mom died. So it's not like he was deadbeat from jump. Like he then just left. Right. And I think that's the important part about the, the Yoss thing, which is that all of a sudden he's a single dad now, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Which is like where that becomes, because we don't hear like Yoss is not, going like the mom isn't there or you know like i get the impression like it was like a tryst and then mm-hmm. he's not going to keep the baby 
Right. You know, which is hilarious to think about if you have a one night stand and then the next day you find out you're pregnant and you only have a week, but like the person is gone. Like, and you're right, just like, right. Like, oh. it's not even like you have like time to warn them or like track them down. It's just like, yeah, oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. So I think that that was really, um, as you were talking about it, I was thinking that that's actually a very good parallel is that not that Ryan's dad, again, not letting him off the hook, but like, not that he wasn't ready to have a kid, but you know, like even in the way that our society is, it's so patriarchal that like dads figure, Oh, I'll, I'm having a baby, but the, the mom is going to do everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like on him and he makes the wrong decision and he bolts, you know, yeah. like, but that is like a very, like it's a, it's a, it's a, a fear and a trepidation that is very like understandable. Yeah. I think the other thing with Ryan though, is that like you said, like he's got, he's getting very consistent character development. Um, we're also getting to the point where I'm like looking like something happens and I'm looking towards Ryan, like what's his reaction? What's his, you know, his facial expression. Is he going to do, expressions is he going to do shadow puppets? You know what I mean? Like I'm just like waiting for however he, I'm like, I just, I'm not doing with grammar Yaz either. I'm not. Yeah, like, I like that he is the most obvious um, excited one to be going through this situation. Like, Yaz is playing it very cool and is just like, can handle herself in this situation. And Ryan is just like, no, but this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that he's both like, he, he has, I think one of the things why it makes it great that he is comic relief at certain moments is because he is well-developed and we know him. So it's not like Mickey where... Yeah, like he, like I mean, we know who he is, comic. and so him making shadow puppets or him making faces every every time somebody says something wild or like something that he's not used to, and him being like, "What? Like, fam? <laughs> huh? How?" Um, I think that that then makes it better because then you're like you, it, as opposed to it feeling like that's his only trait, it feels like that just adds another layer to him as a character. Meanwhile, Yaz is over here like, "I want more," right? <laughs> and we don't know what yet what that means. She's very empathetic and kind and caring she takes care of other people specifically ryan she's always looking out for his emotional but also physical you know safety and 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 yeah safety because of the dyspraxia and stuff so i do feel Mm -hmm. like i know that about her but that additional detail feels very um attached to ryan and men yeah um which Mm -hmm. is annoying so hopefully we do get more of her and i like that her in next week's episode, you know, the trailer was sort of like, it's her grandmother, so it's like, at least there's some more femininity and, like, women bonding and storytelling and women of color kind of thing going on, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if we're going to see Ryan's dad, and then I had the thought of, like, Ryan's dad's gonna show up, and then he's gonna be like, nah, I don't need you. I have granddad over here, and I just... And then he's gonna, then he's gonna dap, <laughs> dap grandma for the first time... <laughs> And he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, look at me. Hey, I'm grand. I'm grandpa. He's gonna be like when when we we connect and then it explodes, right? It, no, yeah, no, no. I just we're I'm gonna say that for right I, now. I just want them to prove us wrong, but but I also will say that because they're going to do the he's my granddad thing. But so so now my next my my like consolation is if he says it's my granddad and if Graham comes with them with the fist and he still oh, says no, no 
I would like that. Because so far I've liked that because it, it actually reminds me of uh, 10. And, and I think like we yeah. said this anytime that like mm-hmm. the companions start trying to talk like wherever they're in. And he's like, you don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, so don't every time Graham is like, hey, you want to? And he's like, no. Because even when he said it this time, like they, it wasn't in a like, nah, bro, I don't mess with you. It was in a like, we're not doing we're that. We're just thing. not like, doing that, yeah. Like be cool. Mm-hmm. Like we still, we cool, but we're not about to, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not dap. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not on that level. We yeah. don't. You don't have to. That's not your and thing. Like, I'm cool. I <laughs> We're cool, but you're yeah. not cool. We're not. Yeah. Exactly. You're exactly. old. <laughs> you're old. And so, not black. And yeah. not black. Also, very major key. Yeah. Like you don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the episode, we get a nice little funeral. It's sad, but um, I feel like we don't. This season, we've gotten sort of two of them, um, sort of. We've also gotten, they've both been black women, so that's the thing. Just want to point that out. But I also felt like her, while she did die, I didn't feel like she was fridged. Like her, like her yeah. dying didn't advance, like, her, like, other than her, bro- her and her brother had a heart to heart before. Yeah, that was, was one of those sibling situations. Yeah, yeah especially because I don't know. I never don't... found out more about him after that, and so it felt right. it didn't feel as much like. And she was already dying mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah, like that was going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. She like ended up using her last moments for a specific thing, but like it, it was you know it was Dumbledore. Like she was gonna die regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it wasn't Dumbledore, but you know what I mean. I, I think um, it would be so funny if someone listening to Tarbis is like, I don't. No doctor. Why do you uh, don't know Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Why do you always use Harry Potter references? Because Listen. we have two podcasts, and one of them is Harry Potter. But also, and even if you know, they right? Like, but it's even our if you they're just the two biggest <laughs> fandoms in my life. <laughs> I always like. I tell people all the time. Like, I I think in Harry Potter, so like all of my like references or callbacks are usually yeah Harry Potter Harry yeah. Potter. Um, because that's the world that I live in. You might mm-hmm. live in this world, but I live in the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> quotes from the TARDIS. I don't like being told what to do. And then he was just like, I can clearly see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mate, you're growing a person, which is like a thing that I say, like every time I see a pregnant person, it will never not like shock and awe you sh- like shock and awe me. Like yeah, it's a whole person. Yeah, I mean, a week. Just, yeah, Oof, and I, I love how he said that. And then there was the moment where he saw the pictures, and he was like, "I couldn't do that," but it was in such like he was in such awe. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. he's like, "Nah, he like literally couldn't do it." Yeah, but he was just and like, Ryan's oh, like, no, 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 but like I also amazing. couldn't. <laughs> like yeah, he's like it also couldn't be me, which is also literally like how, and like how I feel every time I see a pregnant person. Like, exactly. I was, like yeah, Ryan, same. Yeah. What is this magic? I never knew life throws stuff like that at you. I never knew that when it does, sometimes adults don't cope either. Yeah, I really like that because I think about that all the time. But especially, it's not even like with the coping of like these awful things that happen to people. I think about that with like, wow, the teachers that I had as a stu- as a child were like adults. And now that I'm an adult, like now I understand that teachers were like real people and like, we're going yeah. through things. And so it's just like, wow, when you're a kid, I like think about adults, that every time I have to pay my phone oh. bill <laughs> and or rent or like any kind of taking money out of my account. 
I've, I've always have like these weird moments where I'm like, I'm an adult. Like this is not yeah. just like an extended dorm stay. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. There was a post on Twitter the other day that was saying like, wow, all these things that when you're a child are just magically always there. Now I have to buy them. You mean I have to buy uh, toothpicks and about adult life as when I have to spend like when I go to buy paper towels toilet paper deodorant and they like <laughs> give me money and I'm like well I don't want this shit like I don't want to have to have it right <laughs> this isn't a, it's not a game it's not movies it's not a concert so mm-hmm. why am I giving you money for this right like and do yet, you want to come- talking about like actual hardship and you we're like nah, but being an adult but, like, on the regular is just just generally just it's yeah. an evergreen statement like i mean it's, tw- it's you know twice fold or 10 times fold when you're talking about like big things and grief and yeah. loss but it yeah. also works on the everyday it works on buying toilet paper and paper towels <laughs> are you a doctor of medicine medicine science engineering candy floss lego Philosophy, music, problems, people, hope. Mostly hope. Hi, I'm the Doctor of Candy Floss. <laughs> doctor of Star Wars vibes, the mostly hope. But yes. yeah. Um, but also it's so Hufflepuff vibes, just like of all Candy of Floss things. and Lego and philosophy and music and people and hope is just like just I just love her so much. <laughs> yeah. Of all of those things, I might be a medicine of like Music and problems. <laughs> I got a lot of problems. Uh, I don't have that much. Doctor like, A one fixing of the problems, so I just collect them. Yeah, I feel like the doctor also just co- also collects <laughs> collects and fixes. You know, doctor of mm-hmm. just problems as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine a solution and work to make it a reality. Whole worlds pivot on acts of imagination. She's also just very Hoovian. Yeah. Everyone's going to live, including me. It's just, you know, everybody lives, even though two people died. <laughs> Still, like... Two people did Two people did die. die. Good number 51. Number of Federalist Papers written by Alexander Hamilton. I love that show. I've seen all 900 casts. And that was the first time that I was like, that is what I would do if I had a machine that travels time and space. I would see every single... Like casting of of Hamilton, color purple, next to normal. I would like put on like I would make revivals of all of my favorite shows. Thoroughly Modern Millie, it's coming back. Who knew? I'm bringing it back. Like by traveling to the future where they brought it back. Right. Like that is what you or do. Or the past have, where it existed. Like, what is all this on a spaceship dealing with Patang and and the the. Cree and the Cree is a whole different universe. <laughs> I, got, I, got Cree. I got Cree in my head and I couldn't because I'm thinking of the Stinza, but it came out of yeah. Cree. I, mean, I couldn't really, get out. But yeah, what is that? Shows. Why are you spending your time on that? Spend your time on Broadway. Please don't be wrong. I'd be so embarrassed. And, and dead. dead. <laughs> yeah, this is like, girl. God's with the truth. He's like, hold up. I don't care about your feelings. I care about living. <laughs> May the saints of all the stars and constellations bring you hope as they guide you out of the dark and into the light on this voyage and the next and all the journeys still to come for now and forevermore. And I just, it's just so beautiful. And and what, is, my what is dead may never die. <laughs> and it just, it's very, um, 
pile of good things speech to me where it's just like something I'm going to see all over the internet with like beautiful graphics and like yep. Instagram and the posts TARDIS and, in, the, in the sky. Yeah. Like, the TARDIS and like somebody holding hands. Yeah. Like, tar- you know, t-shirts and stuff and like swooping letters and things. Um, but it is very nice. And I like the, I just like stars and constellations and no, all yeah. references to them. So I think it was a nice end and a nice, um, like eulogy scene to have um and it feels very uh like something the show is sort of giving to the fans as like a good quotable yeah definitely cool so that was our last one um thank you all for listening check out blackgirlscreate.org for more tarbis and harry potter and <laughs> blog things um game of thrones follow us on twitter <laughs> we got it Black all nerds Oh yeah! Someone get me a pating. Yes, get Robin a pating. Two K eighteen or no nineteen. Two K forever more. So that's six for now and forevermore. How about that? Get Robin a pating for now and forevermore. Anyway, follow us on Twitter at We Black and Nerds and use the hashtag Tarbis to discuss all things Doctor Who with us. Um, but not our physics because we're not good not, at that. Yeah. Not yeah. physics or yeah. math. Yeah, absolutely clear. Um, join our Slack, where we have a channel dedicated to conversations about Doctor Who. Um, rate and review us on iTunes um, and wherever podcasts are found, including Spotify, Google Play, and other things. Tarvis is a part of Hard Knock Media. Um, we have joined the Nerds of Color podcast network, including podcasts such as Hard Knock Life, Southern Fried Asian, DC TV Classics, Ask By Girls, Daisy Geek Girls, We're Not All Ninjas in that moment. Um, you can check out all these podcasts at hardnocmedia.com. Thank and you for listening. Uh, you can join Thank us next you. week where we discuss episode six, Demons of the Punjab. So we're going back we to We get to meet Yaz. Yaz, finally. <laughs> yeah, just Yaz. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that goes well. Yeah, so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time in Time and Space. That we know. Black people. <laughs> Yay. Right, but like. You know who movies. that is. Right, no. I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's that Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Oh. I'm hip. Mm. Of what? Of what crew? Terror Squad. Oh, hey. team. <laughs> Look at us. Team. Look at I us. <laughs> I'm glad I knew Storm Z. <laughs> you did know Storm Z, and then you didn't tell me about him, so I don't know what that credit is. I don't Storm music. I'm not supposed to tell you. Watch. So then, there's a grime artist. So then you don't know Storm Z. If you, you don't know his music, and you I don't know him, bro. The black girls have the box. <laughs>